Oh, to see the shot of whatever shark man that is in that trailer, just gobble a guy down. Right. Right. Oh my God. Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go back and listen to our past podcast by going to thewatchlistpod.com. And pretty please with sugar on top, engage with us. We're friendly. We don't bite unless we're asked by going on to your social media at symbol the watch list pod. And with That's that, true. Patty said, like, yeah, I guess so. If somebody asked. Yeah, we do. Yeah, if somebody <laughs> asked, I might do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm open. Yeah, it's only <laughs> weird if you make it. So the true. Suicide Squad trailer. Yeah. It looks like, okay, first of all, it was starting to look a little weird to me. And then it got funny. Yeah, it got a little goofy. And I was like, okay, this right. has potential. It could be good. It's not taking I, itself too seriously. Yeah. And I like that goofy. And I think, it, and if James Gunn is is true to James Gunness, he'll take this like he did Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. and make it funnier and so yeah. in the whole seriousness that is the dceu he's going to make this the guardians of the galaxy type thing yeah but that <laughs> oh when he just eats that guy that's hilarious <laughs> and and they brought back a lot of the people from the first suicide they squad did movie. yeah and and so you know what i'm on board you know, right. I I'm not exclusively Marvel, even though they have done their product way better with way more consistency and storylines and mapping out and all that stuff. But you know, I like a good I, I like a good yarn spun, and that looks like it. It does, doesn't it? It looks yeah. like it's good. Yeah. So our review, our quickie review of the Suicide Squad trailer. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> So, what what else did you watch this week? I watched so Netflix when I launched launched Netflix to start finding more Korean shows to watch. <laughs> as I, you do, as, as I do, yeah. As you it do. served up a whole thing saying, "Hey, we've got a bunch of Oscar nominees. Why don't you watch some?" And I was like, "Okay, let's see what you got." And it pulled up a whole menu of everything currently nominated for Oscars, and I was like, "Cool." And then I couldn't find it again. It was very hard. It's not an easy to find thing, at least my app through my TV. Ah. I was annoyed. So I went to my other profile where I set up a profile so that I'm not getting only Korean sh- shows served up to me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's called Regular Stuff. <laughs> you think? <laughs> no, that's the name of it. Regular Stuff. That's what I Re- named it. Oh my god! Yeah, regular and stuff. That's when I was able to find all of the Oscar nominees again. Okay. So they have an uh, one of the ones nominated for best animated short. The title is "If Anything Happens, I Love You," and I started it up having no idea what's going on. No idea. There's no dialogue at all. It's just music and then the animation, and. It's a short, so if I tell you what it's about, then you know what it's about. And 
I feel like that could spoil the whole process of watching it. I think going into it not knowing what it is is better than having an idea of what it's about. Okay. If that makes sense to you. But towards the end, it's just oh, gut-wrenching. Gut-wrenching. Oh. It was so good. I really liked it, and I highly recommend it. I find it on Netflix. If anything happens, I love you. Nominated for Best Animated Short, which those aren't really that easy to find usually, at least before yeah. the Oscars happen. I got a question, though. I, uh -huh. I mean, so you said an animated short is gut-wrenching. This one is, yeah. Okay. When my guts got pulled out by something animated, it was the beginning of the movie Up. Oh, my God. That was gut-wrenching, too. Yes. Oh, oh man. Oh, my God. That killed me. But Every time it kills me. But I consider it, I have this phrase, and I've said it before on this show, it's five perfect minutes of film. Hmm. Where And it doesn't have to be five minutes. It could be one minute. It could be ten minutes. But it's it's a a beginning, a middle, and an end compressed into a very short amount of time in the larger body of work that completely grabs you by the heart. And it, yes. and it just, and it just doesn't let go. And it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I cried watching that. I was like, Oh fuck me. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I just have this thing where I don't want to watch anything animated. That's going to make me sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I well, want my animation to be happy. Yeah, this is 12 minutes of, for me, it was the beginning. Like, what is, what is this about? What am I looking at? And then I start to pick up. Okay. I get kind of, I get where they're going. And then the end, I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you for doing that to me. God damn it. Well, that. Oh. So yeah, that was 12 minutes of that to me. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I moved on to other things. Because <laughs> <laughs> I needed I needed my unicorn chaser after that. that. Right. That's what I'm saying. You shouldn't watch something that's a cartoon and, and need a happy thing after a cartoon. But sometimes that's how you can tell that story is through animation. That's sometimes that's the best medium for telling the story. Oh I, they couldn't God. do the same style of storytelling with live action and people watch live action stuff to be, you know, have their guts pulled out of them too. Mm. So why not animation? I, I don't know. And I, and I, well, but it speaks to the overall thing. And I'm so glad that, that you liked it and it was good and it's Oscar nominated and kudos to the makers of that film. I have no problem mm -hmm. with that whatsoever. That is one more Oscar nominated film of any length than I will ever make in my entire life. Yeah. Same here. So I, I get that, but I also wish that the Academy as a whole, not just in live action, but shorts and animation and all that would consider except in animation would consider more comedies. Well, they did. They have Soul and, uh, shoot, that other one. <laughs> god damn it. Oh, my God. I can't remember the and name the of it. The other one? Yeah, the, the one where they're... Where uh, the, the thing and the person? The, I think they're like... 
goblins or something and they're oh. hunk going off to find their dad. Oh, shit. Onward? Yeah, that's the name of it. God, that name just left my brain completely. Well, it did everybody else's, too. It didn't do very well, I don't think. Uh, it's nominated for an Oscar. So, hey, they did something right. And but I really the- liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought, thought it was a totally cute movie. It was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the I- Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, that's nominated, too. That's an animated thing that's probably incredibly funny. Well, but but they're all no- nominated in the in the animated category. That's what you're saying. An- you wished animated things more funny. Well, they do have funny animated things. No, I said well over, and maybe I misspoke, but maybe overall things except for animated could be funnier. Oh, okay. Maybe I misunderstood. So so b- because back in the day, I remember when only five films could get nominated for best picture. Tootsie was one of them. And, and that was a hilarious uh, comedy. Oh, the Marissa Tomei, what she was nominated for. My Cousin Vinny. Yeah. Yeah. And she won for that, too. That, she did yeah. win for and that. It was kind of a shocker for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it was. And there was a whole controversy about that. But she was good in it. She was team good in it. You know, so. I, Moonstruck, wasn't that nominated for something as well? And sure that's was. kind of funny. Sure was. That was nominated for a whole bunch of schnit when it, when it came out. Occasionally get some funny things, but you know, you're right. As of late, well, no, Borat, Maria Bakalova was nominated for her Borat performance. True. All right. All right. Yeah, but okay. Yes. So it's a performance. So there's that. And but. and there is that. So So that is something. And, and yeah, okay, yes, and I know I'm speaking, <laughs> I'm speaking yeah. in tongues at the moment. <laughs> we all are. We I, <laughs> that one movie with the guy that was a goblin the, the, or the, something. The thing yeah. and the goblins. But I, but that guy from that thing, yeah. But what I'm hoping <laughs> is that with this streaming thing, you know, things playing day and date with streaming. Mm-hmm. That the Academy as a whole will watch more throughout the course of a year. I sure hope so. And and like it enough to make a note in it in whatever Academy notebook they get. Mm-hmm. To say, oh, yeah, I really like that comedy, blah, or whatever it was. Or, you know, this was this was an animated feature, but it deserves to be nominated for best picture, not just best animated feature. Yeah, yeah. You know. So that sort of thing. I'm just on a on a minor little soapbox here, but okay. I don't want my animation to make me cry. Yeah, I I feel you there. But this yeah. was this is definitely worth watching. Yeah. All right. All right. So so keeping it light and funny, mm-hmm. um, there's been a show that's been on Canadian television that that migrated over to IFC. Hmm. called The Baroness Von Sketch Show. I have heard tell of this. I have don't believe I've watched any of it, though. So if you like Black Lady Sketch Show... I did. I did. And, and I did very much also. And some of their sketches... Bleh, and some of their sketches were absolutely hilarious. And this is the exact same yeah. way. Okay. And, and it is created by the stars of the show, Meredith McNeil... Uh, Carolyn Taylor, Aurora Brown, and Jennifer Whalen. Okay. And it, it, there were there was this one episode. I think it was the last episode of the first season 
that just had me rolling. And it mm-hmm. and it, it was just it was hilarious. And I and I don't want to say what it is because obviously these are very short sketches, you know, crammed into half an hour shows. So if I give that one away, then you know, blah. Yeah, yeah. But but they are all so inventive. But you have to pay attention to the one show that deals with what a what a women's gym locker room would be like if you're over forty. Ooh. That to me <laughs> was fucking hysterical because it that applies across funny. the board too, like for Ooh. dudes too. So. The Baroness Von Sketch Show. Now, here's the thing about Baroness Von Sketch Show. It's in its last season. Oh. And IFC aired, I believe, this past week, the last episode of it. Ah, okay. So the the good news is that there are five seasons, and they are all available on demand. Go to, um, you know, whatever platform supports it and just bring it up on demand. I brought it up on Comcast. Okay. And and I really like it. Baroness Von Sketch Show. If you just want something short, funny, and and mildly addictive. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yippers. The next Oscar nominated thing I watched on Netflix is yeah. a uh, it's nominated for best documentary feature. Hmm. And it is called My Octopus Teacher. Okay, I'm intrigued. So uh, the filmmaker, Craig Foster, uh, he narrates and he's pretty much the whole entire documentary. He's talking about how he, I don't know, had some midlife crisis or whatever. And he goes back to his childhood home in South Africa uh, near Cape Town. It's a remote location in false bay and that's where he started free diving um in this kelp forest and he does this again trying to get back to nature and in touch with nature and he finds this octopus and he keeps diving every day going to look at this octopus who befriends him and isn't afraid of him anymore after a while and follows her around and sharks come and it is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) This guy has a relationship with an octopus and uh, and the wackiness ensues from there. He he is actually, he's stalking this poor octopus girl and oh my God. It, it, If you want to watch a guy talking about how this octopus opened his eyes to the world, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> maybe it, it's just that for me, or maybe I'm just wasn't in the right headspace for this kind of <laughs> octopus mentoring him kind of a thing. I don't know. Oh I really don't know. But apparently this guy is describing the effect of his, of this mentorship that the octopus provided him uh, as a teaching lesson in the fragility of life and humanity's connection with nature is the ta- kind of a tagline description of this weird ass thing. Okay. Yeah, it's 85 minutes uh, on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's about all I got for that. That. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know what to say. I want to make a joke. I, but... I, 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 yeah. Some hippy dippy weird ass shit I, is about all I can think of for this. Yeah. And... <sighs> Although I don't think the guy is old enough to be a hippy dippy. Yeah, but at the same time, it's great that he's exploring a different part of nature. I'm trying to find the positives here. I think he is a nature uh, documentary filmmaker. He's done other things. He's a naturalist, and he founded Sea Change Project. Hmm. Yeah. But he visited the octopus enough so that the octopus was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Yes, daily to where the octopus is like letting him hold her and cradle hold her. her like a yeah, she like hangs cradle. out on his hand. He's cradling her like a baby. I'm like, what the hell? Why? Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I okay, log on to the watchlistpod.com, click on that contact us <laughs> button, go to your social media at symbol the watchlist pod. Is that weird? I, I that's weird. I, I, I mean, uh, all right, to be fair, I worked in an aquarium once mm -hmm. and they had touch experiences, okay where you actually got to touch the top of a, of a stingray um, and you got to touch moon jellies. They're not jellyfish. They're actually called moon jellies. If you really oh. want to be technical about it. Okay. And that kind of tactile contact is amazing. And it brings you closer to things. And I, I totally get it. I do. But touching something once and saying, okay, I felt that. That's one thing. But when you're cradling an octopus like it's a baby? Yeah, it was very. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. All I got to say about it. Okay. <laughs> well, going from that weird, we're going to go to the next thing that, that I saw. Mm -hmm. So I was searching for shit to watch. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I really haven't watched anything this week. Let me let me go see what's on Hulu, because usually Hulu, you're going to get your shorter form like TV shows and shit. Yeah. yeah. I got sucked in to a brand new NBC weekly series called Debris. I've been watching that. Have you? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's exciting. OK, so today I, I, I watched the very first episode of that. OK. And the show stars Jonathan Tucker and Rianne Steele. I, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, and it, to me, it's a cross between the X-Files and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so far. Or yeah, yeah. I, would, it, I would agree with that, yes. You would, yeah, okay. So the show sets up with, with two title cards. And, and it says that three years prior to the beginning of this show... Um, agencies monitored the destruction of a starship that was in where whose trajectory was Earth. Well, three years later, the parts and pieces of those ship is of that ship are crash landing on Earth, and then the wackiness is ensuing as one MI6 operative and a CIA operative, and of course he's gruff and yeah, somebody else will do my reports for me because I'm just too damn cool to do them. 
And then you have the Brit who's the smart one, and she's the one who actually does the reports and may or may not have a more personal connection to all of this. You know, so you have very typical Mulder, Scully type, opposite type characters. But I got to say, that first episode was creepy as shit, and I, I kind of got sucked into it. it. It is enough that... I watched it and I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah, I've uh I think I'm only two episodes in and I may have a third episode recorded. Yeah, there are only 3 episodes oh, okay and, and, and when I saw them um cuz it just debuted last month on on NBC. Mm-hmm. And on Hulu there are only 3 episodes on demand. So I'm assuming that it's only 3 episodes so far. I would assume that is correct as well. But I got to say, and it's 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 interesting, but I know I'm going to get sucked into it like I got sucked into the event, like I got sucked into countless other shows, and then the shit's going to be canceled. canceled. Yeah. I, and yeah. then it's canceled. Mm-hmm. But the goal of entertainment is to be entertained. I sh- Yeah. And for that 44 minutes, which actually kind of felt a little longer than that. It did. But- it did feel a little bit longer than that. It did feel a little bit longer than that. I was, I was, I was entertained. I wanted to see where the story went. So, if you're looking for something disposable, if you're looking for something sci-fi like, you know, you could do, you could absolutely do far worse than debris on NBC. Yeah, com- yeah. There's a lot worse out there. Oh my god! And and it's actually the special effects are pretty cool. Um. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, nice. All right. right. So the last thing on my list is the Oscar nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay is the movie White Tiger. Okay. Uh, This is about uh, a guy who's in India and he's offered a scholar. He's in like this tiny little dirt town in India. I couldn't tell you what the name of the town is or where in relation to anything it is because I'm not that familiar. But he's offered a scholarship as a kid at a, to a school in Delhi because of his ad- advanced academics and how good he is with English and stuff. And he's told that there is a white tiger born only once in a generation. And the people offering him the scholarship claim he is the white tiger of his family. Okay. Well, his dad can't pay off the village landlord and is forced by his... So the guy is... Balram is his name. He's forced by his grandma to work in the village to uh, help pay off the family's debts. And he doesn't get to go back to school. And then his dad dies from tuberculosis as oh. well. And th- because there's no doctor that comes to their tiny little town to treat him. They drive dad all the way to this hospital, but no doctor shows up. So dad dies on the floor in this dank hospital. So he's got to be the breadwinner now and earn some money for the family, his giant mm-hmm. family. So he... He's ta- he talks through the whole thing about how the caste system in India is alive and well. And there's certain groups where 
the only thing they can strive to become like the, his big goal is to be a servant in one of the rich people's houses. Oh, wow. That's okay. the big goal. The that's big goal. Because that's where he's going to make the most money because that's as high as he can get. Mm-hmm. And he's talking how about chickens and how the chickens are in the coop right next to where the guy's like beheading them. And they're just trained to hang out in their coop and not try and get away, seeing what happens to them when a hand comes into there and grabs them. <laughs> and he's saying these people are, you know, the same. They're in the coop. They see what goes on. They see what happens, but they are so complacent they don't try to get out. So he becomes the chauffeur for the uh, village landlord guy's son, Ashuk, who is married to... He has gone off and gotten married to a girl who um, was raised in Jackson Heights in New York, uh, and she's played by Priyanka Chopra, Jonas. Yeah. Priyanka yeah. Chopra Jonas. Jonas. Yes. <laughs> that is, yeah. She's also the an executive producer for this film. Okay. And she is very Americanized, very Americanized, brought back to India, trying to advance these folks to be more American as well and not treat their servants as worse than slaves. And you just see the disparity between where the family's living and where he is put to live when they go into Delhi. And I, I don't know if that's a hotel that they're at or just a big uh, like condo apartment complex or something, or he's in a penthouse or what, but the servants all are like living in the parking garage, bait sub basement or some shit mm. in this cave, essentially. And all the things that he's going through with this before he realizes that I need to get out of this shit. I need to yep. get, get away and get out of it. And he just kind of listened a little too much to uh, Pinky, the Americanized wife, mm-hmm. and all of what she's saying about how people should be treated. And, you know, uh, even though you're a, a servant you can at least have some confidence or some self-respect and brush your teeth and wear clean clothes and wash your face because you smell is something that she says to him. And he's like, what? Because nobody ever taught him this stuff, which I think is shocking. Like really basic hygiene. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. So I, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, but that's essentially like the basics of what this is about. It's based on a book that they've adapted into the screenplay, hence best adapted screenplay. Mm. And it's really damn good. I really enjoyed it. It was very interesting to watch. And I think you should watch it. It's on Netflix, The White Tiger. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's get to news. 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 So thanks as always to David. Hey, David. David, hello. Thank you. All right. Got a, got a few things for you. So the first one is that the Snyder Cut of Justice League, which is one of my favorite superhero movies ever at this point. That was it's, amazing. Holy crap. 
anyway, Damn. now has a black and white version on HBO Max. Oh, interesting. So it's a trend that kind of started with, uh, and David will know if I'm just fucking this up completely, but <laughs> um, Mad Max Fury Road was originally George Miller wanted to release that in black and white. Oh. And Warner Brothers was like, fuck you, no, American audiences won't want to see a black and white action picture. So he turned the color all the way to the other side, which is why it's so bright and vibrant oh. and vivid. It's like the brightest, most vivid color setting on your TV. Mm -hmm. But that actually added to the visuals and made it really cool. Well, then he released what was called the black and chrome edition. <laughs> Sorry. Which, which was cool. <laughs> Um, and it's the black and white version of that same movie. Well, Warner Brothers um, allowed Zack Snyder, who apparently wanted and had a Snyder cut in black and white for years and years and years. So uh, they have released the Snyder cut in black and white on HBO Max. Okay. So, and I said to David when I heard that, I said, that'll be my fourth viewing of it. Oh. I'm already on my third viewing of it, and I'm taking it in pieces now. Well, you like kind of have natural. to, otherwise you're wasting, well, not wasting, you're spending four hours of every day just sitting in the front of the TV. Just, yeah. And it, and it so works just breaking it up into chapters. Yeah, I think so. But, but anyhow, um, but also interesting news from HBO Max. Hmm. So Warner Brothers, ye of the Tenet debacle with mm -hmm. Christopher Nolan, they strike, they struck a deal with movie theaters to screen films exclusively in theaters for 45 days before they hit HBO max in 2022. Okay. So for, so for this year, they, you know, they did the whole COVID deal. We're going to release everything on HBO max. Great. And then next year you get 45 days in a movie theater and then it hits HBO max. That's cool. I'm that still is, happy with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, so six weeks later, and then you can watch long. it. Yeah. No, it's not that, especially movies that you're on the fence about. Yeah, exactly. Now, hopefully by 2022, I'm, I'm going to want to go to a theater again. Mm-hmm. So I, so I had the opportunity to screen another film yet to come out this Ooh. past week. And, that I think I will okay. that I think I will be able to talk about because I didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement about that film. Okay. Um, but that's a tease, and I'll follow that up later. But I was sitting there before the movie chatting with one of the people that owns the movie theater, and they just don't understand why people don't come back to movie theaters. You're not facing anybody, everybody's facing forward, you're scattered apart, but dude, you're still sitting one row in front of somebody else. Yeah, and their breathing is coming towards your area of inhaling. Yes. So they're not understanding why the theater industry is suffering, particularly at this point. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to get into the argument with them of, well, I've got a sound system that kind of rivals yours, and I can sit there in the privacy of my own home without a mask on, thank you very much. And not pay twice as what a two-liter costs for like 24 ounces of soda. Yes. 
Precisely. And I've gotten to the point now, and and my past has let me work in movie theater, so I totally get the economics of it. Mm -hmm. I bring my own sodas now. Yeah. So, you know, like right before the credits start rolling, I pop the can open and I throw a straw in. A metal straw, by the way, everybody. Mm -hmm. Please Mm -hmm. use metal straws. Yeah. Um, and and sit back. Yeah, and if I'm feeling peckish, I might put my own candy snacks in my purse. Yeah, which at my shop, right? You know, I could buy ten boxes of raisinets for ten bucks. Yeah, at the CVS next door to the AMC River East, I can buy movie candy for way less. Oh, yeah. Oh, the River East. Mm-hmm. Oh, I miss that theater. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I'm sorry. You just brought back a flood of a memory. But anyhow. Well, Sam went to the theater in her little town, and uh, she saw Nobody, the Bob Odenkirk starring movie. That action picture? How was yeah. it? She really liked it. Uh, she said it was crazy and for those who are actually willing to go to the movie theater and see it because that's the only way you can currently see nobody mm-hmm. <laughs> literally and figuratively but yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah who's in here nobody yeah she says to stick through the credits because there's another little bit during the credits oh excellent thank you sam that's a good warning uh rizza is in it along with bob odenkirk connie nielsen and Christopher Lloyd, uh, it's great. It looks like a really good one. You know what? It does. It really does. I'm just going to wait until it hits, you know, streaming. Yeah, really. There's no reason. At least right now. To go to the so, and and I have to give credit to our friend Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Shout Terry. out. You know, the poor thing, her favorite film of, of all time, hands down, Casablanca. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely one of the greatest films ever made. Infinitely rewatchable. We actually watched it, you know, several months ago at her house because we have our little bubble. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, it's playing in this one theater. Anybody want to go? And I and I had to be, you know, and I hate fucking being the grumpy old man. By the time of the screening, even though we will all be fully inoculated, I don't trust that anybody else in that theater will be. Yeah. And I know that our inoculations give us protection, but, you know, there's all these variants that are out there now and, and people are still waiting to see how that's going to affect shit. I just am not comfortable going to a movie theater right now. And she said that was a fair point. Yeah. You know, but what is an idea that I had movie theater, like the complete movie theater rental for somewhere like around a hundred, 150 bucks. And, you know, you get your little bubble of friends together and only you guys watch whatever movie you bring. I like that idea. And that's actually, ironically, how the kid I was talking to at the movie theater, that's how they're making most of their business now. Just full screening rentals. Is it uh, movies, like a list of movies they choose from, from like when I last looked into that movie rental, the theater rental thing, or... Like, how are they uh, working it? So AMC, the last time we both looked into it, they had their shitty little list of films that you could actually rent. Mm-hmm. You know, cheaper ones that nobody wanted to see were 100 bucks, and then the premium ones were stupid. Yeah. 
this theater, this small little theater, will let you bring any disc you want. Oh, well, that's cool. That's very cool. That's really cool. And they give you a two-hour time limit. So I guess if you want to watch Goodfellas or The Godfather, you'd have to rent out two blocks of time. Okay. But, you know, if you and your friends wanted to do a double feature... And get popcorn and shit, yeah. And get popcorn, it's 300 bucks, or it's 150 for two hours. Okay. And you know the people you're seeing it with. The theater is still theoretically making their money, because nobody makes popcorn better than a fucking movie theater. That's true. Nobody. Yeah. So you know you know you're going to buy the popcorn mm-hmm. and and you you don't have to deal with anybody else. So if you sat far enough apart or if you felt comfortable, you could actually remove your mask. Yeah. So I, I like that idea. I do too. I like that idea. I like that idea too. And the guy was telling me that that's how they get out of paying royalties to the movie studio for the theater rental. So AMC was charging gargantuan amounts of money to rent out the movie theater because they still had to take half of that and at least half of that and give that back to the studio they were renting the film from. Mm. So. I wonder if it would work the way the same, like if they had an internet connection to stream something. Well, what they do, they can actually hook up your game system. They you could okay. actually they actually had a theater rental where a kid played video games for two hours. Ah, cool, nice. On a big ass theater screen. <laughs> oh my okay. God. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's gotta be awesome. <laughs> Let's play um, some Animal Crossing on a movie screen to really get the feel of, you know, my island. <laughs> fuck. And then let all the characters <laughs> from all these other games come in. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But but you can, I, I, I don't know how the technical aspects of it work. I don't know if you could stream something, but as far as I know, they got a, they got a Blu-ray player up there. Oh, they got nice. 4k projectors up there. Now Ooh. I asked, are they 4k Blu-ray players? And the kid said, well, I don't really know. So I would actually go up there and I would bring my 4K Blu-ray player. (laughs) And hook it up, yeah. And this is no joke because nowadays all you're doing is hooking up a power cord and an HDMI cable. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Period. And if Mm -hmm. I can get a 4K movie in 4K on a 4K projected out of a 4K projector. Damn. Yeah, that's not too shabby. No. And, you know, you could rent out the theater. So is it only Blu-rays? Well, a Blu-ray player will backwards um, okay. play DVDs okay. and all that. Okay. I, do, but, I don't have one, so I don't know. Yes. So a 4K Blu-ray player will play 4K Blu-rays, regular Blu-rays, and DVDs. A regular okay. Blu-ray player will play regular Blu-rays, but not 4K Blu-rays. Okay. And DVDs and all that other sort of stuff. Okay, good to know. All of those technologies are backward facing, so you can, you can mm. do that. But I thought, you know what? Maybe one of these days, you know, we'll get a group together and we'll go rent out the theater and go see Casablanca. Oh, that could be nice. Yeah, that would, or we could have old movie night. We could watch Casablanca and we can watch, oh, fuck if I know, some other great old flick. Mm. Anyway, so that, um, oh, yeah, and then the biggest news from David. Biggest news. 
and and you told me this like 10 minutes after he did. <laughs> so <laughs> Black Widow is going mm-hmm. to release on Disney Plus for a premium fee and go day and date with theaters on July the 9th. All right. It's about friggin' time. Really? Yeah. And I, I hope they don't end up pushing it again because that would just piss off so many people, I'm sure. I don't think they will. I think this is the compromise because they realize that to push it off any further pushes back their entire slate of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I and I think it's got to be tied somehow to all of the deals for like Scarlett Johansson and whatever, like money and box office and all that other sort of stuff. So hopefully by July, many more Americans will be inoculated and can go as they feel comfortable to a movie theater. And then I'll pay the 30 bucks and stay my ass at home. Uh, You know, I'm right there with you. I am not interested in, in sitting in a movie theater I like I, and paying exorbitant amounts for snacks and shit. Yeah, not Al- interested. Although you know, I was I was back and forthing with David a little bit. Yeah, I miss the I miss the theater going experience as well. You know, parking your car, the anticipation of seeing all the trailers and and getting in there and getting your seat and blah blah blah, and then seeing other people on their cell phones and wishing that they would all turn off and hearing the old people behind you talk incessantly during the movie. What's happening? Shut up. And then the baby's crying off in the other corner. See that? Well, and my only response to that is that's what HBO Max is invented for. You know, if I understand people do want to see a movie, a movie in a movie theater, although for a while there were baby rooms in theaters. Has that trend gone away? I have never seen a baby room ever in a theater. Have you not? Oh, never, okay. never have I seen a baby room. So there's because, a th- because you know certain hours as well. You're not supposed to be bringing your baby to the theater after eight o'clock. I think the theater had a rule: no, no children, because these are all like R-rated movies anyway. So you shouldn't have your kid with you, especially yes. your baby. Yes, and. They still would. Well, and my only objection to it, and this is because I grew up in the, and like you did in the freewheeling seventies where there was none of that PC shit going on. You want to see an R rated movie kid? Come on, pay me your three bucks and let's go. My only thing is that it is so loud and bombastic in that movie theater. Yeah. These, I feel like that it would disturb the kid. Yeah. You would think or hurt and hurt their ears and hurt their ears. Yeah. So that's the that's really why I why I don't no, want. No, I don't go to the movies and want to hear a baby screaming. That I'm mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't. You can have your date night and get a babysitter or find something else to do if you can't find a babysitter. Indeed. And indeed. And unless I'm on board it's with a that. kids movie. I mean, even kids movie down to Harry Potter level. I'm, you know, then I'm fine with kids making noise because I'm, it's a kid's movie. It's made for them. I'm just seeing it because it looked like it might be cool. So Uh, I'm fine with kids screaming during a movie because it's a kid meant for kids. But when it's a a movie meant for adults and you're bringing your children 
and they can't keep their mouths shut or your baby who's going to wail through the movie. I don't go to the I don't pay that much money to go to the theater to listen to your kid cry. As much I'll, as I don't go to a movie theater to see somebody else's cell phone or to hear uh, somebody yeah, else talk. and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all not paying the that much money for thing. you to talk through the whole damn thing. Go watch it at home. Yeah. I don't, you know, at a restaurant fine. You bring kids to a restaurant, kids are going to cry, that's what they do. I don't care mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to complain about that cuz that's you know, that's could be a family thing and fine. The movies, it should be quiet so I could hear the damn thing. I'm paying way too much for it anyway to start mm-hmm. with, so Keep your kid at home. Keep your kid away from the movie theater. Mm. Well, for a sorry. while. Okay. Sorry, parents. Uh, just Sorry. No. No, I, I, don't, I don't think you need to apologize for it. It's, uh, you know. but it's, but it's one of those things where you don't want to say shit because you don't want to appear wrong. And I'm just going to throw that out there because I don't want to deny somebody the chance to go see a movie, but you have to be smart about it. Yeah. Plan ahead. You know, I just think that a small little baby of crying age shouldn't be subjected to that much noise. Yeah. I mean, there, some of those, I went to see something and Oh my God, it hurt my ears. It was so loud. I wanted to turn it down. I actually wished I had the remote to make, dude, this does not need to be that loud. Ah, and, and that actually brings me back to my point. So Lowe's Cineplex back in the day, back in the late nineties made a theater where there was a baby room mm-hmm. and this baby room would be like a room at the top of the stadium seating. You would have to exit the auditorium, go upstairs and enter this room. Oh, no, 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 no. My bad. It's in the auditorium. So you'd walk up all the way to the stairs and there was this door and the door had no lock on it. You would just walk in and it's an enclosed room where there are speakers in the room at a much lower volume. Interesting. So you could still hear the movie and like a window to see the screen. and a window to huh. see the screen, but nobody could hear their kid. Oh. Hmm. And I've seen it employed and it was actually pretty cool. Or they do um, baby screenings where if it's especially a kid's movie and you want to bring young kids, but you can't get out of bringing the baby, yeah. the and volume is turned yeah. down to like five out of, you know, 15 the lights are on while the movie is playing oh and there is there are nobody nobody is in the movie theater except parents Hmm. so you know if you wanted to go see harry potter and the sorcerer's stone at 11 15 that screening is a kids screening okay so you may want to go to the three o'clock screening yeah and i would hunt and that if I go to that one, I and hear the screaming, wailing, whatever. Uh, that's on me because it's a kids' movie, and I would expect that. I would expect children to be running up and down the aisles because that's and what that's, kids do. That's and what that's kids what do. it's for. They can't sit yeah. still. No, and I'm not fine at with that. Yeah. So um, anyway, any hoozy. I'm just I'm I'm glad that they finally gotten Black Widow sorted out. Yeah. I just want to see it at home because, you know, even putting crying children aside, enough of the country isn't vaccinated yet. Uh, Yeah. And growing more and more, not that 
and Laura is on me all the time about this, and she's absolutely right. I love her to death, and she's absolutely right. I'm not going to live my life in fear. But the more and more you hear about shootings and all that, and we've actually under uh, undergone two in the last week. Is it two or three what, in the I last think it's week? Two. I want to say it's two. I I just fuck. I I I I just like I like my bubble at home. Mm-hmm. But but any especially when I have to be paying attention to a screen. And there is there are loud sounds going on around me, and I can't see what's going on behind me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yes, call me paranoid old fuck Bill, but <laughs> wait, paranoid old fuck be Poffba, call me Poffba. <laughs> but that's where I'm. That's where I sit right now. But anywho, I'm I'm not that concerned with the other stuff than just the COVID business. Mm. I'm just an old cranky woman who doesn't want to deal with other people and their shit. I just don't. I get off my lawn. I'm going to sit in my house and watch (laughs) on my TV. I'm going to hang with the dog. Who's kind of a dick. And you know, I just don't want to deal with the public. I just hate get off my lawn. Oh, I love it. That's me. I'm an old crotchety old woman. Just don't, I don't want to deal with your shit. Get out of here. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) And that even, and that even goes for the friends that I go to see movies with. When that screen turns on, shut up. Shut your mouth. Shut, shut your hole. And if I feel I need to make a comment, you better laugh because it's fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyhow. Oh, my God. Log on to the watchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button or go to your social media at symbol the watchlist pod and tell us what kind of cranky old fuck pots we are <laughs> for <laughs> for getting off. Have those kids get off my lawn. That's fucking hysterical because I'm exactly the same way. And Laura will tell you exactly that. Yeah. Um, but log on. Let us know how you feel about just the theater experience itself. Because it seems to be coming back slowly but surely. Yeah, it's trying. It's oh, I trying. heard Regal's going to be reopening, too. Well. April 2nd is when Regal returns. They'll be open. That soon? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you, David, for all that news. That's awesome. Thank you all very much for listening. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com to catch up on all of your back episodes. Um, hit us up on social media at symbol the watchlist pod and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Be safe. Mask up. Mask up. All right. All right. Okay, okay. Bye. bye.